Welcome to the Daily Summation Podcast from Kurt's Religion and Politics. The podcast that you're about to listen to is the lightly edited audio from a video for the Daily Summation that I put on YouTube and Rumble on the Kurt's Religion and Politics channels. If you want to check them out, you can do that there. But if you want to just go ahead and listen to the audio, which as I say, I've edited to take out a bunch of the annoying pauses and so forth, you can listen to it here. Thanks for tuning in. And now on with the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Daily Summation from Kurt's Religion and Politics. I'm your host, I'm Kurt. Today is Wednesday the 11th of November of 2020. Uh, and today we are going to talk about a subject that, you know, a blog post again that I wrote is the subject. And I welcome those aboard who are coming in from YouTube Rumble and the podcast. Thank you for joining me this morning uh, or today and hopefully you will have a, you're having a good day. Um, I wanted to talk for just a second, like I say, about this subject of misused statistics. And I wanted to, first of all, give you just a little bit of an insight into who I am in terms of my how I deal with statistics, how I work with all of that, and how I talk about all of that. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to explain that I am a person who uh, is a software developer, and I, I know a lot of people are aware of that. But one of the things that you need to understand is that I am a software developer who deals with data-centric technologies. That is to say, I do not generally deal with game development and so forth. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of game, uh, a lot of uh, data-related stuff that you have to do in games and so forth as well. But the point is that I do things like work for for major companies doing things like mining their data and and finding ways to to give them meaningful statistical uh, analyses of their various information, right? So this is what I do. And what that means is not that I'm necessarily an expert on every field, uh, but that from a data mining perspective, I kind of have this picture of what you should and what you shouldn't, what you can and what you can't do with data. Uh, so uh, as an example, I've talked about this a number of times before, one of the things that people like to do is uh, run around with their hands in the air over the fact that there are, there's this great high infection rate in the United States uh, for COVID-19. Well, the interesting thing is the death rate has remained exceptionally low in the neighborhood of 3,400 per week for the nation in the United States for the period that we've been seeing a peak in our number of cases, okay? And so you, from a statistical perspective, if you look at the number of infections, that's interesting and everything, but the reality is you're not talking about the effect, right? I mean, sort of you're talking about an intermediate effect, but you're not talking about a final effect. And I'm going to say this again, even people who are affected by COVID-19, who don't die from it, where they may have serious outcomes, a lot of them actually probably don't to begin with. Uh, and and those that do even still probably completely overcome them by in the course of time. OK, so 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 I wanted to point out that the statistical data with regard to this is sort of being abused. It's sort of being misused at this point. 
And there was a particular social media post that caused me to write the article that I did when I did, and it is it was something that talked about the idea of preterm or premature births. Okay, now let's just preface this with this uh, this thing you need to understand. There are many instances in which premature or preterm term births. That's a very, very serious thing. Look, if your kid is born 21, 22, or earlier weeks, oh my gosh, you're in for a struggle. And I understand that, and I'm not trying to belittle that or demean that in any way. Okay, but here's the thing. The post itself basically said one in ten children are born premature or preterm. Well, yeah, that's true. Okay, that may be true. But the, but the question that you have to ask yourself is, to what effect? Now, if you're talking about, again, 21, 22 or younger, uh, and even up to, you know, okay, so let's be clear. Let's be clear. Let's define terms here, because that's an important thing when it comes to statistical analysis, right? So we're going to define terms. Full term, depends on who you ask, is 39 or 40 weeks. 39 or 40 weeks, okay? Preterm or premature birth is 37 weeks or before. By that uh, mark, by that measure, my youngest child was preterm or premature. But the fact is, he was probably born a week or two before that if if that me might have might have even been thirty seventh week, so he was right on the edge. And the the part of the point of that is, from a statistical analysis, you can say one in ten children. This is what they're saying in the, that post: one in ten children is born premature or preterm. But what you have to keep in mind is the number of kids that are born, the number of children that are born substantially preterm is different, and the number of children that actually suffer from serious consequences as a result of being born preterm is comparatively, I won't say statistically insignificant, but it's exceptionally small, okay? We've managed to do a really good job, particularly in the United States and probably in Europe and possibly some other places, I don't know, but we've managed to do a pretty good job of making it so that even when children are born uh, preterm or, or prematurely, uh, the effects on those children actually are amazingly uh, small, particularly in the long term. And that doesn't mean that they don't have things going on. And like I say, the more preterm they are, the more premature they are, the the worse the things that they're going to have to deal with, and the longer they're going to have to deal with them in all likelihood. The more the more they're going to affect them, literally, potentially into adulthood, right? But the, but the point that you have to take in mind, keep in mind is that when you say 37 weeks is premature and 39 weeks is full term, look, most children are sufficiently well-formed by 37 weeks that you almost can't tell the difference between them and full-term kids. You could argue, for example, that my child's autism was a uh, function of being preterm. I'm pretty sure that's not true. I can't prove it. There's no real way to prove that except to say that there are lots of autistic kids that are probably carried to term and maybe who are even severely autistic, right? So I don't think there's anything to the idea that um, 
that, say, for example, autism is caused by premature birth, by and large. I don't think that's probably true. And so I guess what, I, what I'm sort of saying here, though, is pretty simple. It is that when you use a statistic like saying that uh, preterm slash premature births start at 37 weeks and go down from there, right, in terms of the number of weeks, you, what you're saying is technically correct. It's like talking about gun crime and talking about uh, um, mass shootings, right? Any more than two or any more than three. Well, yeah, but the thing is, any two or three where it seems like a large number and you don't want it to happen, it's really not a large number and probably it shouldn't be calculated in mass shootings, right? But the fact is, if you want to add it into mass shootings, you need to be aware that it's going to skew the statistics. And that's the same also for preterm or premature birth. Look, there are people who are seriously dealing with very, very tough situations as a result of their children having been born quite young, right? And, uh, and those people will be, when people realize, oh, 37 weeks is premature, well, gosh, that's not all that serious they'll probably be less likely to look at children who are born prior to that and with much worse health outcomes as a result. Seriously, and so it's actually uh, uh, deflating, if you will, the, the consideration of that seriousness by inflating the number of kids that are actually considered to be preterm. And the point is, this kind of thing happens a lot and in a number of places. I've only brought a few of them to light at this point, and, but it happens a lot. And you have to make sure that you understand and you do your due diligence to try and figure out exactly what people are saying when they say things like one in 10 kids are premature. It's not that they're not, based on the CDC definition, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control's definition of, uh, of prematurity, but it's that 37 weeks is can be problematic, but generally it's not all that serious a thing. But here's the important thing. Here's the takeaway. You need to understand that if you don't look at how people are saying things, you're going to be duped. You're going to be sucked in and you're going to start advertising things essentially that are at least questionably true when, when that happens. Okay, I need to wrap it up. So I'm going to go ahead and do exactly that. As I say, today is the uh, 11th of uh, November of 2020, and it's a Wednesday. Tomorrow will be Thursday, the 11th or the 12th of uh, 2020, Thursday, the 12th of 2020. And I'm going to go ahead and try and do a video again tomorrow, obviously, uh, daily submission video. Thanks again for those who are joining me on YouTube, on Rumble and on the podcast. Thank you for tuning in and paying attention to what I'm saying. I know I probably get a little bit boring, a little monotonous at times. I hope you guys are having a good week this week, and I hope that you uh, are doing well in general. And uh, I hope that I will be able to see you again tomorrow. The speaker on this edition of The Daily Summation is Kurt Schubert. This video was recorded on Wednesday, the 11th of November, 2020. The Daily Summation is created for Kurt's religion and politics. Thanks for checking out this video. Remember that you can like it on YouTube and you can give it a rumble on Rumble if you want to do that. 
Uh, I have channels on both YouTube and Rumble. They are the Kurtz Religion and Politics channels. You can subscribe to either one of those if you want to do so. Remember, if you subscribe on YouTube, you probably want to click the notification bell in order to be notified of new content. Um, if you want to see more from me, you can check me out on my blog. That's blogs.kpshubert.com, blogs.kpshubert.com. You can also see my Facebook page. That is uh, Kurtz Religion and Politics on Facebook. You can check out my Twitter, Twitter, uh, Parlor, and Minds.com accounts. My handle on all three of those is at kpshubert. That's at kpshubert. You can um, check out my podcast. The podcast is at podcasts.kpshubert.com. That's podcasts.kpshubert.com. And finally, you can check me out on Patreon. And if you want to support me, that's probably one of the better places that you can do that. I am Kurt's Religion and Politics there. Thanks again for checking out this video, and hopefully we will see you again tomorrow. You've just been listening to the Daily Summation Podcast from Kurtz Religion and Politics. As I say at the intro, this is a uh, lightly edited audio from a video that I put on YouTube and Rumble that you can check out there. Uh, and I take out the pauses and so forth here, and it's basically the same content, except that you don't obviously get the video. Uh, I hope you have enjoyed what you've heard. Let me know if you have any com comments or whatever that you might want for me to, to get. Thanks for listening, and by all means, come back again tomorrow, and you'll almost certainly get another one of the Daily Summation Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Bye.